0: You are Locked on Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into Locked on Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. It is a Friday heading into the weekend. There are a number of items to discuss. The first segment of today's show will kind of be a run through of the latest news and happenings with Tennessee football and Tennessee basketball. In segment number two, We'll focus on Tennessee basketball as the Vols get ready to host Alabama coming up on Saturday at Thompson Bowling Arena. It is a sellout game. Grant Ramey of GoVols247.com will join the show and talk about what he's seen from Tennessee this past week, the return of Lamonte Turner over the last couple of weeks, and what that's done for Tennessee's basketball team. That's coming up in the second segment of the show and a mailbag section in the third segment. Questions from you, the listeners on Tennessee football and basketball right here on Locked On Vols. Your team every day, every day available on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Play, Spotify, the third-party apps, your smart speakers, everywhere you get your podcasts, you should be able to find Locked On Vols. So a number of items to, to kind of run through, starting with Tennessee football, as I think a big focus for Jeremy Pruitt right now is recruiting, like with the month of December, the lead-up to the early signing period, It's similar now. There are less targets on the board. But Tennessee is focusing the next few weeks, with February 6th being the second signing day on recruiting. And there will be a few visitors coming on campus this weekend. It's not a huge visitor weekend. I would say the biggest name or the most highly rated player to pay attention to would be defensive back Jamie Robinson out of Georgia. He is an uncommitted four-star prospect. And Tennessee, I think, would like to add another defensive back in this class. One thing to pay attention to is how the numbers work out. Tennessee has 17 signees in the 19 class, two players who are committed in defensive lineman Ladarius Cox and athlete Anthony Harris, but they also could have options elsewhere as well. So Tennessee's trying to figure out what it has, how much room it can work with, and where those positions should be routed with how Tennessee wants to close this out because Tennessee wants to add at least one more linebacker, and I would say probably a couple. And Henry Tuoto, I'll get to him coming up, as well as Chris Russell are two real targets for Tennessee. So let's say Tennessee signs the two committed players and then signs two linebackers. Well, that puts you at 21 players in the class. Do you have room for a couple more? How does that work out? You'd like to probably add one more defensive lineman, Where's Tennessee with Chris Bogle? Can the Vols get back in there? Charles Moore, is he in play along the defensive line? All of that impacts what Tennessee can do. We know the Vols would like to land wide receiver George Pickens, so all of a sudden, the numbers get pretty tight. In the meantime, Tennessee continues to recruit a number of different players and positions, including quarterback. Does Tennessee go after another quarterback in this class? To add to Brian Maurer, who is already on campus, remember, Tennessee only has three scholarship quarterbacks currently, Garantano, J.T. Shrout, and Brian Mauer. Garantano is the only one who has taken a college snap in his career. Shrout redshirted and didn't play this past fall. Maurer is entering his true freshman season. Now, obviously, if you add another player from the high school ranks, he would not have played in college either. So, could Tennessee look the grad transfer route again this year like it did last year with Keller Christ? And I know Chris didn't come in and start. He was a backup but he still provided depth, and that's something that Tennessee needs at quarterback as well. So those are all things on the list for Jeremy Pruitt to figure out while he also figures out what exactly Tennessee's coaching staff is going to look like. This has been one of the more active times I can remember with assistant coaches' movement in college football, and a lot of it's been affected by the SEC. Tennessee not so much to this point. Jim Chaney came in to replace – Tyson Helton is the offensive coordinator. Tennessee has added T. Martin to the staff. We know that. We just don't know in what capacity yet because right now Tennessee is over capacity. With T. Martin being added to the staff, the Vols are one over on the number of assistant coaches that they can have on the field this upcoming season. But we don't know exactly what that means for either side of the football. Does Charles Kelly indeed stay? Does he go? His name has now popped up with Alabama's search for assistant coaches on the defensive side and on the offensive side. David Johnson is still at Tennessee currently. He coached wide receivers this past year. T. Martin could coach wide receivers. He could coach quarterbacks. So could Chris Winkie. Does he for sure stay at Tennessee as well? Those are all questions right now that are being asked about Tennessee and that could be affected by recruiting. With Tosh Lapoy. Leaving Alabama, that news came out a couple of days ago from Bruce Feldman of The Athletic. The thought was that Alabama likely wanted to keep that quiet until signing day on February 6th to close out recruiting for this class. Is that something that's happening at Tennessee as well? Who knows? We'll see if if there's any movement in the next couple of days. But it is interesting that to this point, Tennessee has still not announced T. Martin, possibly because it does not know yet what T. Martin is going to do on Tennessee's coaching staff. We know he's going to help in recruiting, and that's why I think that's the focus right now. A couple of other items of interest. The news actually came from Grant Ramey, who will join the show coming up next segment, but athlete D'Angelo Gibbs from Georgia is now transferring to Tennessee. He was at Georgia the last couple of years. He was recruited by Tennessee when Butch Jones was the head coach, and I think at one point strongly considered UT he played defensive back at Georgia, but word is that he could play on offense at Tennessee, and the expectation is that he has to sit out this upcoming season. He is not a grad transfer, so Gibbs has transferred to Tennessee, will sit out the 2019 season, and then will be eligible to play in 2020. We'll see if it he for sure by then is a wide receiver. He's an athlete who could give Tennessee some options. Maybe it's similar to Elante Taylor and Bryce Thompson. Find out where he fits best and where Tennessee maybe has the greatest need. But Tennessee adds a very talented athlete in D'Angelo Gibbs who is transferring in conference from Georgia to Tennessee. And then if you go to the Knoxville news Sentinel's website, uh, knoxnews.com, you'll see the story that Blake Topmeyer has on the eight violations that Tennessee turned in over the last six months. The most notable violation would probably be Philip Fulmer had a violation from doing brief coaching on the field. He was essentially instructing and encouraging some offensive linemen going through a drill. So the punishment was he was not allowed to attend practice for five days, and he received more education on what is and is not allowed by non-coaches at practice. And when you see the eight violations, you might think, whoa, eight violations— Not a big deal at all, I don't believe, and there's a statement in the story by Blake from UT's compliance office explaining that you want violations, or the NCAA at least expects violations with all the rules there. You don't want major violations, but minor violations, not a big deal, and they are expected to be turned in by Tennessee. So uh, that's an interesting story. You can check that out, knoxnews.com as coming up next, we're going to talk a little Tennessee basketball. Grant Ramey stops by. His thoughts on this past week, another impressive week for Tennessee as it gets ready for its fifth conference game against Alabama coming up on Saturday. That's coming up on Locked on Vols, your team every day. If you have time to rate and review the show, please do so. Thanks to everybody who has. Uh, Five-star reviews are always very helpful and keep spreading the word. Tell friends and family and Anybody who might be interested about the Daily Tennessee podcast covering Tennessee football and basketball with the men's basketball team rolling so far this season. It's been a lot of fun to cover, and I think a lot of... Fun for fans right here on Locked On Vols.
0: March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And I want to welcome to the show Grant Ramey, covering the men's basketball team for GoVols247.com. Grant, thanks for the time. As always, this past week, I thought Tennessee showed again that it can impress in different ways, getting a road win at Florida in a tough environment and then putting up 106 points against Arkansas on Tuesday. What have you seen with this past week from Tennessee's basketball team? Uh,
2: The last, uh, let's see, the last one, I think they gave up 53 points in the second half uh, against Arkansas, and and Rick Barnes obviously was not pleased with that. Uh, But, I mean, it was a 20-point lead at halftime. They win by 19. Uh, it's pretty impressive for a head coach to be not so happy with your team, uh, and you're still winning by 19, 20 points. Uh, and now I think they're through four games in SEC play, and they uh, the total margin of victory is 100 points, which is uh, pretty insane. But yeah, you're right; it's uh, different guys doing each night, but the the end result seems to be the same. They keep uh, they keep kind of rolling right along.
0: And Lamonte Turner was the leading scorer in the most recent game. He had 21 points off the bench. His his outside shot was there. Now that you've seen him play the last couple of weeks, he's returned for SEC action. What have you thought of what Lamonte has has provided to the team, and what do you think is important for him to be able to do? Because obviously he plays a very important role.
2: Yeah, I fought against Arkansas, uh, the way he shot the three ball, just kind of the way he played overall. I mean, obviously he scored 21 points. That's a big night for anybody. Uh, but for him in particular, it looks a lot like the Lamont Turner that that everybody kind of got used to seeing last year, the guy that was never afraid to uh, find his shot, take a big shot, hit a big shot. Uh, and, and if they can get him to look consistently like he did last year, that's a pretty scary uh, sight for a lot of teams uh, because they have so many different uh, pieces that have improved around him. I think what he's doing better right now is uh, I think he's defensively better. I think he allows them to – Uh, play a different brand of defense on the perimeter. I think he, uh, on the offensive side, he's not only looking for uh, three balls uh, that he's kind of become known for, he's actually running in transition a lot more and kind of getting those run-out dunk uh, similar to the way Jordan Bowden has scored points lately. So uh, those are are some big keys for him. And uh, Tuesday night against Arkansas, he really looked like his old old self, which is a a huge plus for Tennessee.
0: Well, another guy you mentioned there, Jordan Bowden, how impressive has he looked over the last two weeks?
2: He, uh, this is the best basketball he's played in his career, hands down. Uh, he's confident uh, against Arkansas. The way he shot the three ball—that's uh, the best he's shot it all year. Obviously, I think he was five for five at the end of the night. I think he had 19 points. Uh, he had been scoring in other ways uh, with the uh, with kind of the transition stuff that we talked about with Lamonte. Uh, but it's a completely different animal uh, if he's going to do it, uh, hit the three ball and playing that confidently. I think he had the first both the first two SEC games uh, he's had 17 and 19 in the last two uh, those are big numbers for him and what they do bring in Bowden and Turner off the bench uh, it's, it's, it's tough to deal with because uh, it makes them that much deeper uh, that many uh, just two more scoring options and when you put Bone Bowden and Turner on the floor together uh, they love playing together you can tell they love playing together and, and they're really effective when they're on the floor.
0: Grant Ramey GoVols247.com and would you say that it's the most confident this Tennessee basketball team has been since the start of last year? And I I asked that both individually in the way that players are playing and then collectively as a team.
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, it feels like if you've won eleven in a row and kind of everything's going right, uh, maybe you would worry about uh, I don't know running out of steam or you you don't you don't want to talk about a win streak and jinx it. But these guys seem so supremely. Uh, confident in their own abilities and what they can do collectively. They've always been a tight-knit group. They've always been really close. They've always been guys that have worked hard. Now it's just kind of like the kind of all the pieces to the puzzle are are not only fitting together but fitting together uh, at such a high level and executing at such a high level It's it's not just, you know, Grant Williams go out and and get 20 and 10 and do it every night for them. Uh, you you're not just leaning on Admiral Schofield, you're not just leaning on uh, anybody so there's so many different guys you don't know who's going to go out and not in and out and score 20 points uh, it, it could be Kyle Alexander with a double double it could be you know Grant and Admiral doing their thing uh, bone and bound, like we talked about or uh, Lamonte Turner it's just so many different options it just feels like uh, they're as confident as they've ever been uh, and, and, and for good reason
0: so Tennessee gets back to SEC play this upcoming weekend hosting Alabama it's a uh, sellout at Thompson Bowling Arena and uh, by the way I before we get to the game I enjoyed kind of the back and forth. You pointed out to Grant Williams, he said he wanted on Twitter for a sellout, and you said already is. He wants every seat filled, so uh, they might have a, a complaint to the fans after the game if there's an empty seat or two.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I think uh, they've sold out like half of their remaining home games, uh, and I'm not sure uh, if there's a, lower level, uh, a ton of lower-level tickets available for any uh, other remainder games, even the ones that aren't sold out. Uh, so this team is going to be... Uh, probably top five uh, in attendance along with, uh, uh, you know, they've been a number three team in the country for the last, uh, what, six weeks now. So it, it's elite. But I think with Alabama Saturday, yeah, uh, I don't know if fans remembered as much as, as Tennessee players do, but they went to Tuscaloosa last year and they got absolutely thumped. Uh, they lost by 28 uh, in a game that is really uncharacteristic for them, really abnormal kind of performance. They had just gone to uh, Kentucky, the, Tuesday before. That was a Saturday game at Alabama. They had just gone to Kentucky, uh, and Lamonte Turner hit that huge shot, and they beat Kentucky in Lexington for the first time in uh, since 2006. Uh, I think they had won 9 out of 10 when they went to Alabama, and they just got absolutely stumped. So I, I think they'll be motivated. I think they remember uh, what teams did to them the year before, uh, especially in this case. They should be motivated and ready to go.
0: Yeah, and it and is an Alabama team that beat Kentucky at the start of SEC play, and on Wednesday night won at Missouri. Missouri's not a great team, but it was a road win for Alabama. So I'm sure Bama's going to come in not only confident, but also surely motivated to try to knock off the number three team in the country.
2: Sure, and you're going to get that night in and night out. Uh, anytime, uh, I mean, go back in the last few years and when Tennessee's played Kentucky when they're highly ranked, obviously that's a rivalry game. But anytime you get a team uh, with, a, with that high of a number next to their name, you're going to get the best. From that team. And Kentucky, I mean, I'm sorry, Alabama went to Missouri and and won by 10 the other night. Uh, Obviously, you mentioned they beat Kentucky at home. This team's capable. Uh, It's just a matter of this team doing it. So, uh, Tennessee, if anybody can remind a a team what can happen, uh, I think Rick Barnes is that guy because he's he's never going to be satisfied, obviously, as we've seen. Uh, And I think they'll be ready to go. Well,
0: and one other thing with the crowd and what's expected. It was week of. I mean, last year at the end of the season, that Georgia game, it was to at least share the SEC title, which is what happened. It became big news that Tennessee sold out just that game. And as you mentioned, they've sold out a bunch of games already and have come close with some others. That That's an indication in less than a year how quickly the interest and excitement around this Tennessee basketball team has gone up even more.
2: Yeah, and, and Tennessee fans uh, are extremely loyal. Obviously, I think they're uh, they're starved to death for a winner because they've, they've been searching for one for so long, not just basketball, but football, too. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, what, what they did last year selling it out, that was a big deal. They, they've sold out Kentucky the last couple of years because that's Kentucky, and that's just kind of what happened. Uh, but, I mean, this year Kentucky doesn't come to Knoxville until March, and that game was sold out in October uh, when single-game season tickets went on, on sale. Uh, they sold out the West Virginia game months in advance. They sold out uh, the Florida game. Uh, uh, maybe a month ago, and, and that's that's coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, and they're closing in on a lot more sellouts. So yeah, it's uh they're they're definitely a, an elite fan base that's that's been hungry for a winner, and, and right now they got a they got a really good one. I think another part of that is they've watched these guys grow up. These aren't uh, one and done guys that are here you know here today and gone tomorrow. These are guys that have been here for three four years, have grown up kind of in front of them, uh, and have gone from kind of an afterthought. Uh, basketball program in this league to an absolutely elite uh, basketball program national
0: yeah you're right that's a big part of it and grant ramey's covered it all follow his coverage govals 247com follow him on twitter at grant ramey grant thanks for the time as always thanks
1: buddy Coming up in just a moment, answers to a few of your questions on Tennessee football and basketball right here on Locked on Vols. And remember, if you ever want to send me a question or comment to the show, you can do so on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward and Facebook.com slash Josh Ward. I'll check there on a pretty regular basis. Thanks to everybody who has sent questions or comments into the show, Twitter at Josh underscore Ward and Facebook.com slash Josh Ward. So the first question on today's show comes from Mark, and Mark's question has to do with Alabama's coaching turnover. It's another year with a pretty large number of assistants leaving Alabama, including defensive coordinator Tosh LePoy. Does that help with linebacker Henry Tuoto? And I think the simple answer is yes. It has to help, and it can't hurt Tennessee. As Tuoto has been aware that Tosh Lapoy could leave – And there's been a strong connection there. Now, Alabama's going to continue to recruit him, and it's still Alabama. So you don't just count out the Crimson Tide because one assistant coach left when Nick Saban is still there. But one big reason I think Tennessee benefits is because Tennessee has done a really good job itself. Brian Niedermeyer has been very active there recruiting to Oto, and Tennessee has made it clear that he will get good coaching at Tennessee and that he is very much needed and there's a big opportunity for him to come in and play with guys like J.J. Peterson – who's coming back for his second year at Tennessee, and Quivaris Crouch, who is a part of the 2019 class. Let's see what Jeremy Banks does at that position as well. There is a big need at linebacker, and Tennessee has made it clear that Tuoto would help, and Tennessee has made a strong connection with him and his family. So the Alabama news certainly doesn't hurt, and it could potentially help Tennessee. could help with Chris Bogle as well, as Miami will try to get in there with the pass rusher from down in Florida. Mark, thanks for sending in the question. Todd sent in the question on Facebook, and it's about Tennessee's basketball team. Is Grant Williams leaving early for the NBA becoming an even stronger possibility next season? Is that something that fans should be thinking more about? And I would say, yeah, it's becoming a stronger possibility because more NBA lists for this upcoming draft— are including Grant Williams in the first round. ESPN's updated big board has Grant Williams inside the top 30. The most recent mock draft from ESPN had him going in the first round. Another mock draft from NBC Sports recently had Grant and Admiral Schofield, by the way, in the first round. So if Grant has a chance to be a first-round pick, if he gets up to draft time and he has a decision to make and he is essentially guaranteed of being a first-round pick, then I would say there would absolutely be something for Grant to think about. And we're having this conversation not knowing how the season has gone, what's happened at Tennessee, what are his goals for next year with Tennessee basketball, but certainly the chance to be a first-round pick and get a guaranteed contract in the NBA is something you have to think about. If Admiral had been guaranteed a first-round selection last year, I don't think he's back at Tennessee. I would also say don't worry about that right now. Tennessee's basketball team is playing at such a high level and this is a group that will not be back next year completely because Admiral's a senior and Kyle Alexander is a senior. So Grant or not, this group is playing its last season together. I would say enjoy the ride. But yes, at some point, Grant Williams is going to have a decision to make. Does he return to Tennessee for his senior season or does he jump to the NBA after this year? And the final question here for today's mailbag section of Locked on Vols comes from Steven. And it's about Trey Smith, who is continuing to go through the medical process after blood clots were discovered again this past fall. And that is the number one priority. Steven's question was about Trey Smith and his involvement with the team. Can he go through training and other football-related activities? Trey's not going to be involved in any contact activities, but uh, this past year, he was able to train with the team. Even at practice last spring, he was present a lot of the time going through conditioning drills so this past summer he was able to work out it's not the exact same of course uh, as being able to go through all the football activities but Trey will be able to go through workouts we'll be able to exercise and and do everything that doctors allow him to try to stay in shape we are still probably several months away from having any idea if Trey's going to be able to play this upcoming fall and it could be pushed up to the fall as it was this past year but With another situation occurring this past fall, they're going to make sure that they stay on top of Trey's medical situation and take care of his health, which is, of course, priority number one. Thank you again for sending in the questions to the show for today. Remember, twitter.com slash josh underscore ward and on Facebook, facebook.com slash josh ward. And one other note before I go, the Lady Vols have had a rough time. Last night, Tennessee lost to Alabama by 21 points. They were outscored by 16 points in the fourth quarter. That's now four straight losses for Tennessee. A little perspective, Tennessee had not lost three straight games since 1986. So Tennessee is in the middle of its worst stretch of games in more than three decades. It's not a good time for Tennessee. Fans are understandably frustrated with Coach Holly Warlick. What happens moving forward? Well, let's see. But right now, they are not playing at the level that they should considering the amount of talent Tennessee has. And after a really impressive non-conference run, SEC play has not gotten off to a good start. Tennessee is now 1-4 in the SEC after, I would say, a very embarrassing loss to Alabama on Thursday night. So that's another thing that Tennessee fans are paying attention to. On a much more positive note, Tennessee men's basketball team will be back in action Saturday at 2 o'clock against Alabama that'll be at Thompson Bowling Arena so what happens this weekend we'll see you'll hear from Rick Barnes and Tennessee players after the game on Monday on Locked On Vols and if any news occurs with Tennessee football and it seems like something's popping up each day I'll have that for you on the show as well keep spreading the word about Locked On Vols thanks to everybody who has rated and reviewed the show please do that as well if you do have time I appreciate you hanging out have a great weekend and I'll see you back here on Monday